The three sides of the competitive swimming triangle are made up of the swimmers, the coaches, and the officials. In this episode of Swim Talk, we meet the third leg of that triangle, the officials. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to another underwhelming episode of Swim Talk A2B, the world's second most exciting podcast, bringing you news and views and interviews with movers and shakers in the best sport in the world, competitive swimming, or anything else we can think of to fill the time it takes to dry a machine load of damp, sandy beach towels. I'm Dana Abbott. You may remember me from my role as Moon Pie in the 1975 action movie Rollerball, or at least someone who looked like me. Joining me is the program's co-host, renowned coaching savant, and the bane of municipal swimming pool lifeguard supervisors everywhere, Bob Button, coming to us today not from a secure underground bunker, but from a new location in the garage apartment of a safe house in the Witness Relocation Program, somewhere in the vicinity of the city where you love to live, aka Bay City, Texas. Without giving away any clues about the location of your house on the corner of 5th Street and Avenue E, how are things in Bay City today, Bob? Well, if you really want to know, I'll tell you. It's never better. The comments and opinions of the hosts and guests are their own and do not reflect those of their employers, friends, families, or casual acquaintances. This episode of Swim Talk A2B is being brought to you by EddieReeseBook.com, the inspiring and enlightening book about legendary swim coach Eddie Reese would make a perfect holiday gift for any swimmer, coach, or swimming parent, or anyone else desiring to have a more meaningful and impactful life. Order now at EddieReeseBook.com. That's EddieReeseBook.com. The following public service announcement has been approved by the New York Finger Lake supporters of John Kuchko Digital. When you think of New York, do you envision crowded cities with bumper-to-bumper traffic, people living and working on top of each other? If we're friends on Facebook, You know how much I enjoy videos and photos that show off the other New York. Many are posted by a guy who's been a fixture on television in Western New York for decades named John Kuchko. It's easy to find his work. Just search John Kuchko Digital. Spell Kuchko, K-U-C-K-O. If you like what you see, and I'm pretty sure you will, order one of his 2021 calendars. Proceeds will go toward the Autism Nature Trail to be built at Letchworth State Park, a.k.a. the Grand Canyon of the East. Order yours at facebook.com slash Calendars. That's facebook.com slash K-U-C-K-O calendars. Quick note, I messaged John on Wednesday, just before Thanksgiving, on the availability of the calendar, and he said they're running out quickly. They may do a third print run. Don't delay. Order today. After muddling through more than a dozen of the best mediocre podcast episodes you could listen to from us, 
you would think that we would have figured out how to do Skype and Zoom calls properly by now. If you thought that, you'd be wrong. Listen in. You there? I'm, I'm here. Are you here? Okay. Well, I had Bill. Um, uh, hang on a second. I wonder if you called him on a second call instead of adding. I did. I did. Okay. Well, I so, just sent him the link. I sent him the link to this call so, uh, by email, so maybe he'll see that and click on it. Uh, you know, I just told, I hung up on him, told him I'd, I'd call him back. Jeez. Uh, well, let me see. We're call, I'm calling him now. I think he just joined us. Hang on. Yeah, I'm here, if you can hear uh, me. Are all three of us in now? We are. You hear yeah, me? Yeah, I, I, I had a button there that says join call, so I said, okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Hey, we we might have this thing going now. All right. All right. I'm gonna close a window so we don't mess up. And sometimes, if I have too many things open, it it uh, ruins whatever quality. And, and we put quality in quotes here, Bill. Uh, whatever whatever quality we we may have. Bob, I've known uh, you for a while. I I understand that already. <laughs> right. In the past episodes of Swim Talk, we've been talking to coaches and former Olympians. Today, we're taking a little different track. Bob, would you explain where we're going today? Well, Dana, I'm pretty excited that we're going to get to talk to an old friend of mine. I was fortunate to meet him when I was up in Mansfield a few years ago, coaching with the high school and club program. I got to coach his daughter on my high school and club team. He's an official that's been all around the country working USA and high school and some YMCA meets. He's in the Midwest now. His name's Bill Brown. I'm pretty excited that he agreed to be our next victim. Let's bring him on and hear what he has to share. Hey, Bill, what I wanted to start off with was uh, just tell us how you first got involved in this great sport and, and what made you want to start officiating, how, how, how you became an official. Well, the story is kind of is, is like a lot of officials. My oldest daughter, who's now 30, was seven years old, wanted to join the swim team. So signed her up. Did, she did the swim team and went was going to go to her first meet. Didn't know anything. Go to the meet, sit in the stands, and you know eight and unders, swimming twenty five races. In those days, we were in West Chicago, Illinois, the West Chicago Sharks, and the eight and unders swam with the thirteen and overs in the in the meets. You'd have like a senior event, and then you'd have the time breaks for the seniors to recover by putting in eight and under swimming a 25 or a 50 or the 100 IM, whichever, you know, whatever the, the distance was, plus a four by 25 relay. But, you know, I made it through one meet and watching this thing and thinking, I got to do something. I, I can't sit here in the stands. I, I, I've got to keep myself occupied. So, I volunteered to become a timer, and fairly quickly was basically the backup timer, the head timer, whatever you want to call it. And as you know, I'd be on the deck near the starter and the deck ref, and I started asking questions about, yeah, what was that? You know, what you know, what did they do wrong? And they started, you know, kind of explaining to me because you know I'm just sitting there in the starter, you know, waiting for the next race, and the deck referee, they were, you know, humoring me, and it started. 
you know, as I talked, I learned about a lot of what was going on. And I started making calls, you know, <laughs> as the backup timer. And I forget what happened. One meet near the end of this of the, the season, the deck ref turned to me and says, go take the class. You're better than half the officials we got out here. We need you. So I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, can I do that? You know, I was naive, didn't know, you know, which way or other. So I took the class and, you know, became an official. And that was in, that was in September of 99. So the rest is kind of history. I've, you know, stuck with it. I, Illinois, you know, became stroke and turn, then became a, a starter, and then I became a deck ref, and I became an ad, to become a deck ref in Illinois, you had to become an admin official. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I had the full complement. So, after about three years, I was a deck ref and meat ref. So I was there was another older uh, gentleman who had been with that team, and his kids were kind of graduating out and. He was looking to sunset, and I kind of took over. And the, well, actually, the two of us worked together, alternating. And I became essentially the meet referee. And when every time, you know, from there, every time I moved and went to a new place, I just kind of went on and found a place where, if my kids were swimming, started over again. With you know, I went in as a meet ref, was generally welcomed very quickly. Right, and uh, they were very pleased to have somebody come in who could do it, be the meet referee, and that's kind of how it's evolved. By the time I moved, went from Illinois to South Carolina to North Texas, and that's where I met you, Bob. Right, you remember me wandering in there, like who's this? Who's this guy from oh, Carolina? No, we were thrilled to have you. <laughs> from there, when I whenever I went back north, I went to Wisconsin. At that point, I didn't have any kids swimming, and I was, you know, just kind of volunteering. And I always laugh about it is I get on the LSC website, look for a meet, and say, hey, I'm going to figure out. I'll go where I go volunteer. Well, I, call, I saw a meet, and I call up the meet referee, sent her, sent her an email, and I said, hey, you know, I'm new to the LSC. You know, I'll be transferring you in. Would you like, you know, to have an, can I come help officiate? I get this thing. says, Thank you. I'm only got three officials. I need one more to make it legal. You've made my meet legal. Please, <laughs> please be here at this time at this address. Okay. So I mean, it was funny because she's actually now the the officials chair in Wisconsin, but she always laughs about how I saved her meet and and that that aspect of it. And then whenever I moved to Iowa, they just kind of transferred over, and I just kind of fill in. I'm actually affiliated with iFly now. Uh, it's convenient here in Iowa City, and you know it's nice to be able to get in there and and you know volunteer. They do a lot of meets over there whenever you know you're allowed, to, whenever they can swim in there. So that's kind of the genesis of me getting involved well, and staying involved. That's great. Well, it kind of leads me to my next couple of questions. I, your, your day job has taken you all over the U.S., meaning you've been based in several different LSCs and as an official. And I wanted to ask you if there's a big difference between the LSCs when you're an official. And also, uh, is there a big difference between state associations when you've been doing high school officiating? From the USA perspective and even the YMCA perspective, because I have my kids have swam when we were, you know, I started in Illinois. I went to South Carolina and there my kids belong to a YMCA team. And I was primarily a USA team. Uh, then we came to North Texas, back to strictly USA. And then when I went to Wisconsin, no more kids swimming. You know, they're all in college, but, you know, officiating there. And then in Iowa, 
the USA is pretty consistent. There's little nuances about training and stuff like that from from LSC to LSC mm-hmm. uh, from an official's perspective. But, you know, pretty much it's the same. They all recognized my credentials. Every time I moved, everybody recognized, you know, that I was certified for that. So there was no issues there. You know, that was pretty close to the same. High school, that is, that, that's just, <laughs> there's, there's no consistency whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in Illinois, girls swim in the fall. Uh, basically, the season runs from August to November. Boys swim from November to February. When we were in South Carolina, boys and girls swim together. The season starts in August and is over uh, by October because the vast majority of the pools in South Carolina are outdoors. Most of them are country club pools. There were very few pools for high school. Most high schools had no pools. I can't think of any high school that I ever saw in South Carolina that had a pool. They were always swimming at a YMCA or some, you know, some other country club aspect of it. Texas, North Texas, you know, obviously, you know, they have they have what I refer to as the college season for high school, where the boys and girls swim together starting in September and into February. Wisconsin and Iowa both follow the northern trend of girls swim in the fall, boys swim in the winter. As far as officiating, with the exception of Texas and to a slight degree at the time I was there, South Carolina, they all like that high school federation of two officials and for the championship meets four officials. There seems most I know when I was in Illinois, Wisconsin, and Iowa, I would go and do observations for the you know for the sectional or for the qualifying meets or the end of season meets or the state meet, and we were generally kind of pushed off for those the observers to the side. There seemed to be, you know, the relationship there was not a comfortable <laughs> one. Uh, but you know in south carolina i always laughed about it is when it became south carolina the high school swimming there were two qualifying meets in the state there was the upstate and the downstate qualifier and they basically took i think they took the top 10 finishers from each of the from the upstate and from the downstate and then the next 10 fastest times in so they got the the top 30 that went to the state meet i worked in the upstate qualifiers when I was there. And the guy who ran those meets was a USA official. And he basically structured it so that it was almost all USA officials. In fact, the years that I did officiating in South Carolina at the state qualifying meet, all the officials were USA. And when I got to the state meet, they were all USA also. So, you know, that aspect of it. You know, Texas, you're very familiar with Texas. You know, you get a lot of USA officials there. Sure. You know, the time when we were that I was in Mansfield, you know, all the officials that officiated there were, as far as I knew, were USA qualified. And, right. you know, that was in the decks were much more well staffed in Texas than anywhere else I was at. You know, that was a reflection of, though, I think the uh, ISD for, you know, the, the, the duels or the invitationals, you know, that, you know, I know both. Uh, Lubbock, when we did the meets out in Lubbock, you know, they were very appreciative to have officials there who would volunteer. Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys would travel and, and help them out. Yeah. And then Mansfield, definitely, uh, they always wanted USA officials there for even a, du- a double duel. They wanted four USA officials. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we ran in Mansfield would uh, for a double duel 
would be the championship meet in Illinois. Actually, would exceed the championship meets in Illinois, and would be when I was there, and then uh, would be equal to the championship meets in Iowa and Wisconsin. Now, I, I believe you. We we had good officiating up there for sure. And here in Bay City, we have uh, me. <laughs> it's, it's, we we well, have the I opposite mean, extreme. <laughs> well, I mean, Bob, you remember, you know, when I was there and Kirsten, I think it was either a freshman or sophomore, you went up, we went up to Louisville ISD and I wandered in there to volunteer and they wanted to know why I was there because they'd never had an official for the meet. You see? <laughs> That's, yeah, this, that's how it's done in a lot of places, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's unfortunate for well, the athletes because, you know, that's always one of the things that I kind of find interesting. And it's 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 not that way you in USA. You know, they try to, you know, staff it adequately. But high school and even college to a degree, they have a they, they staff them fairly lightly for their duels and those types of meets but then you get those athletes at you know some type of invitational or even the you know the conference or the big meets they're staffed relatively well and all of a sudden now you got people watching or who are observing and it's it's a heck of a lot easier to observe a pool if there's you know six or eight of you rather than two of you. And it was, I, I always kind of viewed it was not overly fair to the athletes whenever they've gone through a whole season and no one's ever observed them to, you know, pay attention to what was going on, you know, that they may be, have, be doing something incorrect and then they get to that championship meet or, you know, that conference meet that if they got, you know, it was observed, they were with an infraction. Now all of a sudden toes are over the gutter and you're called. Yeah. It wasn't fair to the athletes. So, yeah. It's always, you know, that was always something I, I I didn't quite understand from a coaching perspective. They didn't want the officials there because, uh, or that was the perceived, that was my perceived interpretation. A lot of them, I think, got hurt when they when they got to the, their season-ending meets. Yeah, we want you there. We want, hey, that's why uh, we tell you to bring your whites. <laughs> you go into an away meet, hey, don't forget to bring your whites. We might need you. Yeah, because there was a long time I, when I went to any USA meet when I was at well in twenty in the twenty years I've been doing it. If I go somewhere and I'm not you know I've, there for a long time, I had a set of uh, shoes, pants, and shirts, and whistle and everything in a in a bag in my vehicle because I had actually gotten calls at work. Can you come help out? Okay, yeah, I'll be there. You know, yeah, I'll miss the briefing, but I'll be there before you before you start. And you know, I'd wander in and help out you know, a little meat, some here or there, you know, and you then move on and then go home. But it was always nice to, you know, to, you know, felt that I, you know, helping, helping out a team, helping out, you know, do, helping athletes. I mean, that was what the whole thing was there. I think, you know, the whole, the sport of swimming gave so much to my kids, you yeah. know, the friends that they made and, and that aspect, you know, and just, you know, the lifelong friendships and the discipline it developed in them. You know, it's my opportunity to give back to something that, you know, my kids benefited. And I will, I'll be honest, it benefited me a lot. You know, as you know, you indicated, I moved around with my job quite a bit. I mean, you know, I, I worked in public sector in Illinois and South Carolina and Texas. And then when I retired from the public sector, I went to work for a, a non-governmental organization in Wisconsin who advised, you know, the public sector. So, you know. When you move 
around that much. It's an opportunity. It's, it's the quickest opportunity to meet people. <laughs> and, right. Oh, you know, it is. A little network. You know, I've got lifelong friends from when I started out in Illinois. I've got friends from South Carolina. I've got a, a load of friends. I mean, that's how you and I met in tech, North Texas. Got a lot of friends in Wisconsin. And, you know, I've got new friends now in Iowa. So, you know, I'm, I'm not young. And, you know, when you, when you move into a new area, it's an opportunity. It's a quick way to meet people who have a diverse background because, you know, you, I tend not to try to make all my friends at work because yeah. I generally was the supervisor and that usually wasn't the best idea. But, you know, you go to the swim meet, you got a diverse crowd of people who have like and similar interests. So it was always a good way to meet people and, and you know, make friends. And those friends have lasted a long time. Well, yeah, it's it, it, it's like when, when coaches go to a meet, like, let's say, Nationals, Junior Nationals, U.S. Open, stuff like that. Uh, for us, it's like a reunion of sorts. And uh, we get to visit with guys and gals uh, from all over the country we haven't seen in quite a while. I guess be the same for you officials, huh? Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting, too, because, you know, I go, I've been to juniors and I've been to nationals. I've been to the pro series, you know, many, a lot of different levels, even sectionals. In various parts of the country and you wander in there and you run into coaches who coached your kids or who you knew and you worked at you know you did meets at their pool and you know not only do you, you see the officials that's from around the country who you worked with but you also see coaches and you may even actually see athletes i mean i you know whenever i was in north texas working juniors in austin Saw coaches uh, that I knew from Illinois, saw coaches I knew from South Carolina, mm -hmm. and then, you know, various people in that sense. But then I also ran into athletes who swam, uh, juniors who swam with my kids. <laughs> and, you know, they run up and go, hello, Mr. Brown, how are you? <laughs> is such and such here? And I said, yeah, she's a student here. Oh, is she That's here? Awesome. No. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> they wanted to know, and they, they, you know, their friend was here or somebody they knew. And. And, you know, it was it was interesting just because the opportunities that you meet and you kind of, you know, have that opportunity to continue those friendships and, you know, run into the, and you, you don't lose you don't lose track of people like, that you normally would have as you move from place to place. So and like I said, you make those friendships and a lot of those, you know, some of them, you know, fade away, but a lot of them continue on. Well, that's one of the questions that I have right in front of me. It's I'll read it verbatim. It says, what are some of the more interesting meets you've officiated? How about some of the more interesting characters? And that can be athletes, coaches, and or other officials if it won't get you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Any of those things you want to share about some of the meets or the, the characters you've uh, run into? I always laugh about it. One of the, you know, after I became a, a, ref, a deck ref in Illinois, my oldest daughter got to swim on a relay at, at a sectional meet at Northwestern. And we lived in suburban, in one of the western suburbs. The race she was swimming in was the only race she's going to swim the entire weekend was on a Friday night. So we drove through the Traverse, Chicago to get Evanston up to Northwestern. Well, you know, it's sectionals and I wasn't going to be there. I didn't think any reason I needed to really worry about it, you know. That you know that you know, they had plenty of people to work at sectionals. So I get in there, and the meet referee saw me sitting in the stands and came up and said, uh, "What are you doing?" I'm like, oh, "I'm sitting here. Well, I'm going to watch my daughter." He says, uh, "We need you on deck." 
What do you mean? Uh, I need either a starter or a deck ref, and uh, you get to be the deck ref. <laughs> so he <laughs> said, Did you, do you have your clothes? If not, we could probably find some. And I'm looking around like going, yeah, I got my stuff in the car. I can go get it. Okay, go do that. Well, I didn't have shoes. My white <laughs> shoes, I left them at home by mistake. So I get in there and, you know, here I am. I'm deck refing, you know, the Friday, you know, the time finals at sectionals for the sectional meet. And uh, I'm, I'm the deck ref. I had everything except shoes. And uh, I said, you got, you got two choices. I'm either going to go barefoot or I'm going to go sock footed. <laughs> and and the, the meat referee looked at me and, she's, and she goes, um, what color are the socks? I go, white. She goes, okay, they're going to be wet. Oh, oh no. So I did the Friday session as a deck ref <laughs> uh, in socks, white socks. Oh, God. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, and, and they, I mean, it was a running joke for a while. We laughed about it. And, you know, but he said, okay, you know. She said, well, I, th- I just don't want to be, you know, I, I just don't want I, I don't want you to wear, you know, other tennis shoes. And, you know, I, I wanted to look and being barefoot just wouldn't look right. So, OK, you know, whatever. So I, I, I did that, and, you know, and still Ooh. laugh about it. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess it's better than Crocs. It could have been worse. <laughs> well, I saw a lot of Crocs when I was in South Carolina. So. But, and I'm not as I'm not as opposed to them. I mean, I've. I, I'm okay with that aspect of it, especially if it's an outdoor meet. Uh, uh, I know people who are vehemently, you know, they don't like them, but, you know, I always kind of viewed it as I had some, I'll take anybody on deck to help out over turning somebody away because of that aspect of it. There you go. Hey, uh, now thinking of places like Mansfield, modern facilities, they're pretty standard. Uh, but you've probably worked some older, more unique pools in your travels. Uh, you got any interesting facility issues you'd like to share? Uh, and if anybody's going to be offended, you don't have to identify a locale. You could just say, uh, uh, we encountered something interesting in, uh, East Cupcake, Nebraska or something like that. Well, there are two interesting pools I can talk about. And, you know, one of them has gone now and the other one still is utilized. My, you know, I, I mentioned that my kids started swimming with West Chicago, Illinois. Um, when that pool was built, oh God, 50 some years ago, probably, I mean, it's old. And they didn't know if they were going to go to yards or meters. So which way was the high school going to go in the future? Going to keep swimming, you know, a 25-yard pool or a 25-meter pool? Hmm. So they built the pool to accommodate both. In front of the stands, it was 25 yards going back and forth towards the stands. But then it was was shaped uh, in an L shape. And the 25-meter went back and forth in front of of the pool, in front of the stands. You get this... Thing well, you know, walking stroke or how do you how do you line up to kind of watch stroke aspects on a 25 yard pool that half the pool is not there or you know that, that you can't walk on, and that was the, actually the warm up lanes, <laughs> this little half half 25. Then it wasn't you know whichever the, the the width was there. That's where the kids warmed up while they were swimming next to them over there in the 25 yard section. So. You know, it was a great pool at six lanes. You know, it, it was in the high school. Kids, you know, had the opportunity. They'd come to high school swimming. They would, you know, do their practice in the morning and in the evening. 
And, you know, once they got out of, you know, practice, they went, you know, they showered and went straight to class. And when they got out of class, they went to their uh, afternoon practices. So it was it was a great setup. But the pool officiating could be challenging because in addition to that, where there was the short side of the pool was actually also where the uh, two springboards were. So which is where we would actually have the starter and deck ref stand. So you would navigate around the springboards. <laughs> so, <laughs> they needed some sort of a plank to walk on or something. It was, it was an interesting thing. The, the other one was an old pool that's now gone, and they've built a new facility there, and that was in Greenville, South Carolina. This place, I worked – the high school state qualifier there, and I still remember it, is we went in there and it was, we were the, one of the first people there. Well, then as more and more athletes started showing up and the place started getting a little more lively, it was an, it was an indoor pool and it had this ancient ceiling. <laughs> and all of a sudden, as the, the more people go in, there's more vibration going, it's starting to snow inside. <laughs> That's the insulation. I I was never sure what that was. Asbestos? Um, They claimed no, but I knew the age of the building that more than likely it was. And it came down in white, it literally came down in white flakes. You know, and I'm like thinking, well, maybe, but you know, maybe who knows what's up there. And I'm just like, okay. But yeah, that was probably. I worked several meets there, and you just like you'd look at you go in there and say, "Okay, is it snowing yet?" And <laughs> Should we mask you know, up? <laughs> you, know, you just and it was interesting. So you know, if th- that was probably the the one that I always was questioned you know questioned about the most, at least that aspect of it. But I mean, it's gone now, and they built a nice, they built a phenomenally a phenomenal new facility there in the days whenever. Uh, my kids were in South Carolina. This would have been 2006 to 2009. That pool was still there. It was still in use. It was, uh, it was part of the Greenville County Park District or whatever, I think. Or maybe it was, this, I don't know, it wasn't the city of Greenville. I think it was the county's pool. But it was a good thing that they rebuilt it. And I'll just leave it <laughs> Good that the original's gone, huh? Hey, uh, hey yeah. uh, I, I, when you were talking about being a part of all, all uh, the team and what it's done for you and your kids, uh, swim parent, as a swim parent, okay, you've been voluntold to do a wide variety of things, I'm sure, uh, working on boards, fundraisers, committees, coach search, concessions, like you said, timing, uh, team building activities, uh, hosting Christmas parties, things like that. Uh, fishing is a pretty big job, but I'm guessing you still had to do your share of other things. Uh, what were some of your other jobs that you've done uh, for the teams you've been involved in? When I was in West Chicago, you know, I said we swam a 25-yard six-lane pool. But in the summer, long course, we were able to rent out the facility at the University of Illinois in Chicago, a 50-meter pool. We actually took all of our own timing equipment there, and we loaded all of the the pads, the timing system, all the cables and everything, and we drove it in the 30 five miles from the western suburbs into downtown into <laughs> UIC, unloaded it, rolled it in, set it all up and got it ready and you know and for the meat in, in that sense. Um, that was probably one of the, the, the strangest ones. Uh, I, like you said, I you'd have the team barbecue you know the team picnics I barbecued one year. I think 
you know, for the most part, I got a pass on a lot of things because I was an official, and they were afraid that if I, they asked for too much, you 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 wouldn't you wouldn't keep officiating. So it is a lot. I mean, swim parents, uh, we call on you. We can't make our programs run without you. And and yeah, piling on top of uh, on top of that, an officiating job is an awful lot. Yeah, I think the strangest thing, they asked me, I thought about it, and I did it. This is probably the, the, the more bizarre uh, thing that you're looking at, that you'd be interested in. At one point, there was some ongoing questions, relationship between one of the teams and the school district. The team, it was a feeder program for the high school. But in that sense, there was, it was a strange relationship. And there were some people who didn't see the value of having a swim team there or in, in that sense. One of them was a school board member who was noted when his kids swam that he, he sat in the back row of the bleachers with a newspaper and, and oh. would put the newspaper down only when his child was swimming. But he never volunteered or did anything. And it was almost like he, had a, he was not happy to be up there. But, you know, they wanted to have an advocate on the school board for the club team. So I ran for the school board. Whoa. Won the election. <laughs> when it was voted in. And I served a term on the school board being an advocate for you know the team. And I played above board anytime anything was voted upon that impacted, that was in relationship to any aspect of the team, the club team. I recused myself from the vote, but I said, you know, I have to recuse myself. And I gave, you know, explained why and explained my view and my opinion. But, you know, I, I, developed a good relationship with my with the vast majority of my fellow board members. Yeah, you still and, got to advocate you know, for it, right? They yeah. they respected, you know, and you know, appreciated that aspect of it that I would, you know, that one I recused my 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 voice, my vote, and that, you know, I would say this is why and I would, you know, I would respect and honor whatever direction they chose to go in. And it led to a much improved relationship with the club team and uh and the district and that and you know they got past that that little hiccup and i mean i still maintain you know contact with some of the people with that team you know i haven't been there for many years more than a decade and it's you know they still have a good relationship and it's you know the team is viewed as an asset to the community so i think i think part of that you know that was just a little thing but that you know, kind of being talked into running for school board so they could be an, an advocate for the for not only the district, you know, like the kids, but also for the team, the swim team. I think that, that is so that was cool. A unique thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're we're getting toward the end here. Uh, I want to make sure uh, that you can let people know uh, uh, what they can do if they're interested in becoming a high school or a USA official. What what would they do to get started besides what you did, you know, have a kid in the sport? That's probably the first step for most of them. But but uh, what would somebody do if they're interested in getting started? Well, I mean, if they want to become a USA official, it's easy. When you're at the meet with your kid, find an official and say, hey, how do I do that? I'm interested in becoming official. Can I talk to somebody? I guarantee you there will be somebody there who will tell you They'll talk to you. They'll get your name. They'll get your email address. They'll get your phone number. <laughs> I've, never known, I've never known anyone, any any official anywhere in, in the LA. I mean, I've been in the Illinois, South Carolina, North Texas, Wisconsin, and Iowa LSCs. 
And if you had anybody that had a heartbeat and was breathing, that was interesting being an official, we got their name and we were like calling them and said, here, you know, we would work out to see how we could get you training and get you that information. And if go. you've ever had a stalker, you'll, you'll know. Yeah, I mean, it's almost that bad. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, the one thing a lot of people have tended to tell me over the years, they, they didn't do it because they, they see how much somebody like myself or some of the other volunteers are at the pool. And I said, well, that's twofold. Number one, we do. I do it because I like it. I get enjoyment out of it. It's been rewarding to me. It's been, you know, and I feel like I'm giving back to something that gave a lot to my kids. And it's helped me over the years. Uh, you know, like I said, every time I, we moved, I got to meet people, make friends. And it's a heck of a, a way to do that. You know, when my, when my late wife passed a couple of years ago, my current wife, she's also a swimming official. And we, we met at a swim meet and we, we kind of hit it off and we, you know, that just started an opportunity where we were kind of working a lot of the same swim meets and we, you know, we, we like, we enjoy talking with each other and visiting and, you know, we said, oh, let's kind of try this outside of the swimming area. So, you know, there, you know, that, you know, I'm kind of another unique aspect of that, but, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful that I had this, op- you know, that I was officiating and had this opportunity to meet, to meet my wife. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have something that we both really enjoy and we share. I mean, a few weeks ago, we both officiated at the U.S. Open satellite meet in Des Moines. You know, we we're both stroke and turn officials. We've worked stroke and turn officials at, uh, at, at futures meets, at uh, juniors meets. So, you know, we've had a lot of opportunities. We get to go to a lot of, you know, meets around the country together to do something we both enjoy. So, you know, that that's that aspect of it. But, I mean, the, the thing that to remember is we choose to do that much. You know, if it's no more than, you know, you help out when your kids are swimming, that's a benefit. That's That's something that we're always looking for. You know, when I'm a meet referee, I've never turned anybody away from the deck. You know, you show up and help me. You make you make my life and a lot of other people's lives easier, and and you basically are giving a lot back not only to your kids but just to your fellow officials. So, sure, you know you you do what you can do, and what you you know what you're able to do and what you're willing to do. And, so and, it doesn't mean you have to work every meet. You know, there's always the crazies like me who do that. But, <laughs> uh, and there's you know, people there's a like lot Judy people that was was so great with helping out with diving, officiating diving, and helping us out there. And we really loved her at Mansfield. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it like you said, doesn't have to be somebody that's going to be there for every minute of every meet. Do what you want to do as much or as little as you want. Yeah, I mean, it's surprising too when you start doing it. You you find that camaraderie with the people you work with. We always had a good time. It was always a great group of people. I mean, the group that I worked with in Mansfield, I still talk to them. I still keep tabs on all that crew that was up at um, North Texas Notador. So, I mean, there's a lot of officials who I still stay in touch with. I see them a lot at the national, some of the national meets, but it's just a, a lot of good friends that you, you meet and you know, have the opportunity to catch up and stay in touch with. And you make of it what you, what you want to make out of it. Some people, you know, when their kids are done, they're done. Other people find that they enjoy it and it's a good outlet for their what they do. There was a official in North Texas. His daughter was cycling out, you know, of even the college level. 
he was kind of lamenting that he was going to miss all this stuff. And I kind of said, why, what do you worry about? Why do you have to hang it up? You enjoy this. He said, well, I don't have anybody swimming. He said, you know, if you enjoy this, this is a good break. He said, well, this is a really good good break because he was a pharmacist for that did oncology pharmacy. He was surrounded by a lot of tough situations. Mm-hmm. And coming out to the pool, it was completely different from what his normal daytime job was. He found, basically recharged him. It gave him happiness and it helped him kind of see, you know, that there was more, there was still a lot of life out there that, you know, this wasn't all the the tough stuff that he dealt with on a day-to-day basis at, at his job. So, right. you know, there's those opportunities and, you know, you, you put in the time and the effort. If you can help out, you help out. If you can't, you can't. I mean, there were meets where I couldn't work. I had other commitments, but if you could, you did. And you don't have to stay every session. You don't have to do, you know, do everything. But if you're there, why not volunteer? I mean, I can't, I could never sit in the stands. I'd get bored senseless if I sat <laughs> up there by my, you know, and I always wondered about, you know, people, you know, who set, who are officials that set in the stands. You know, I know them, you know, they're good people, but, you know, I, I just didn't want to sit up there. And if you had to leave early, just tell me. I'll yes. take you for as long, you know, any meet I worked, you know this is very well. Any meet that I worked, if you, that I was the meet ref, if you could help me and you only could stay for half the meet, you only stayed for half the session, that's fine. I'll figure out how to cover it until then. But until, but as long as you're here, I'm going to use you. And, yeah. you know, people, people appreciate that and they respect that. And you'll find if you're flexible like that, you know, and, you know, they're willing to step up and, and help out knowing that if you, if they need an accommodation, you're willing to make the accommodation. So, yeah, Bill, I really appreciate you spending this time with us. I've, I've covered about everything I had to ask. Uh, can you think of anything that we haven't covered that, uh, that I might've missed that you want to share? No, I think it's a great opportunity to give back to a sport that, you know, at least for my kids, for my, you know, it's a good sport that they can always use help with. And, I think it gives a lot to the kids, uh, you know, and helping them develop self-discipline and friendships and things that, you know, I've noticed a lot of the swimmers stay friends for a long time. And it seems to be a lot more so than uh, other sports, you know, just in casual observations. But, you know, for the parents, it's an opportunity to, you know, for those of us who become officials, it's an opportunity to, develop other you know develop those friendships and in those lifelong friendships i mean like i say when i started out in illinois a lot of the people who mentored me and helped me develop are still officiating i mean they're a little bit older than me and you know i I run into them occasionally at national meets we remain you know friends we talk text and you know see each other you know we'll go We'll do the meet and then if, you know, we'll go to a social or something like that and catch up. So it's, it's an opportunity to meet a lot of diverse people from around the country that you normally would have never met. And it, it's been very rewarding in that aspect and something that it gives what you are willing to put into it. I always laugh about it. There was a, a meeting in, in North Texas where the meet referee heard a coach telling a parent after their child had been disqualified, that he got he just, he just laughed and he goes, "You got to remember, they're volunteers and they're not very good." <laughs> and so the meet, you know, later that that afternoon, 
The coach comes up to challenge the meat referee on a call. And the coach lays out his thing, and the meat referee thanks him and everything else. And he says, nope, this call stands. And then he looked at him, and then he just smiled. He said, and he looked at him and says, but you got to remember, we're all volunteers. We're, as officials, we're volunteers, and we're not very good. <laughs> and that coach realized the, the the meat ref had heard him say that, and he just smiled and nodded and walked away. And you know, <laughs> but it was there was a unique. It was you know the the relationships. You know that's the one thing that people always question. You know, is there an adversarial relationship with coaches? And no, there's not. Coaches are there to as an advocate for their athlete. The officials are there to observe and keep things fair. You know, I expected the coaches to come and argue and try to advocate for their, if they didn't, they weren't doing their job. Right. So people get, you know, you know, some people don't, don't care about that. I always thought it was good. And there were always people, you know, who push the limits a little bit. Oh, um, I get hot once in a while. Boy, yeah, I boy. remember you getting hot once in a while. I also remember <laughs> you're walking off deck. <laughs> You know, when I gather my senses, the best the best way I think to approach it is I don't know is I'll say uh, I, I preface what I'm going to say. I say, uh, you know, I understand I cannot protest a judgment call, but <laughs> I try, try, try to let you know I know I can't protest a judgment call, but this is what I saw. <laughs> yeah, I always laugh about you know. It's amazing how good some people's eyesight is from uh, the other end of the pool. Right, right. If I didn't see it, I can't argue it. But, <laughs> but you know, but I always laughed about it because you know, if they if they didn't protest it, or, or were they truly watching out for their athlete? Right. Yeah, you know, I never, you know, I never worry about that aspect of it. Now, if you're going to protest it, you know, be civil about it. But you know, that's the only thing that I never. A couple of people get a little hot and a little nasty, but that was, you know, most of the time when you point out, says, hey, you know, this is the way it is, and you know, we can deal with that. And I realize, you know, once you point out that you're advocating for their swimmer, you know, then, you know, you're trying to keep it fair for everybody, and. You know, once they know that you're not there in, in an adversarial relationship, you know, and that you're fair, that you develop that respect and that camaraderie, even with the uh, with the coaches and, you know, professional professional relationships in that sense. So it's it's a good, you know, there's a lot of positives, a lot of things that, you know, you can get out of it if, if you want to put the time into it. And like I said, I've, I've enjoyed my 20 one years of being an official and you know i i hope to continue on for many more and you know i'll stay as involved as long as i'm able and as long as they'll have me so uh, well, keep doing it bill uh, we need you and we really appreciate you bill i'll tell you one thing i've really enjoyed listening to an official for a change we've, we've talked with a number of coaches in past episodes of swim talk and, it, and it's really good to hear it coming from an official so my hats off to all you guys that are doing everything you can to make meets a pleasurable and enjoyable and educational experience for the kids and the, a lot of the coaches and certainly their parents so from from one coach to an official thanks very much we enjoyed having yeah. you on 
Uh, we we realized that. I think the, be- the the one of the best compliments I ever got was when we went out to the meet out in Lubbock in January. Yep. And I I went out there and you know I took all my stuff and I came onto the deck, and the the head coach for Lubbock, Trey Hayes, came up to me. He goes, "Oh man, I'm I'm glad you're here." Uh, I'm, this is going to be good. We, we, we need officials like you here. I didn't even know who he knew who I was, but he, <laughs> he, he remembered me from the meets that, you know, when Lubbock came to Mansfield and some other stuff from some of the USA stuff. So, you know, it's, you know, we, we, you know, we just kind of show up to do our stuff, but we really appreciate it. And we, you know, we, we, we know that we're appreciated when, you know, we get that kind of a feedback. So, you know, we're not looking for a pat on the back, but it's nice to know that, you know, they, they respect you and, and appreciate you. Well, Bill, it has been great catching up with you. I look forward to running into you one of these days down the road. Uh, take care of yourself. Thanks for doing this with us and uh, take care of yourself. Okay, right. Bill, thanks again. We really appreciate having you spending some time with us tonight. No problem. Hey, take care. Talk to you later. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you.